zwei Tage. Er liebt den Rosa Munde, ich denke jede Stunde, sie muss es erfahren, sie Hello and welcome to another episode of Here's What You Could Have Run podcast. As you might have guessed from the music, today it's taken a slightly German feel. I'll be talking to clubmate Ben about the trials and tribulations he's had trying to get to the start line of the Berlin Marathon. It's good to hear from him and see how yeah, minor things like worldwide pandemics can somewhat thwart your plans to try and get that perfect marathon. But he's uh, kept his focus and it's third time lucky for him to finally get to that start line at Berlin. So let's hear what it's all about. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. It's a magic number. Joining me now is Ben, who's here to talk about the fun he had at Berlin and the uh, the tribulations he had actually trying to get to the start line. So welcome, Ben. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. So for anyone that doesn't know, you just a little introduction to yourself and how you got into running. Uh, so what got me into running? Probably mainly the wedding. I think I, I dabbled in running before. You were trying to run away know, from hard. the wedding? or? <laughs> well, you look in the mirror and you're like, well, I need to do something before the, before the wedding. So I think that sort of started it, lose a bit of weight. Um, but I didn't really take off too much until the social side of things I suppose until you start meeting people um mm. and I think we first met I think it was the Buckingham half I think it was I yeah I was thinking of one that, of the first yeah. ones I did described as um as undulating <laughs> um and I think that's where I first met you and I think Math introduced me to you yes and I remember him saying that you jogged there and I definitely just thought he was joking. <laughs> uh, and, and you did. You had actually just jogged at the start line. It, it was only a 16-mile warm-up before a half-marathon. It made perfect sense. A hilly half-marathon. Exactly. And I think after that, I was introduced more to the group and did a couple of brick hills. And it just kind of takes off a bit, doesn't it, once you've got yeah. some, some mates to run So with. were you intending ever doing a marathon, or were you just looking to get fit and just run a bit? Yeah, just run a bit, just lose a bit of weight. Um, and then it just becomes a bit like you see the progress, especially when you first start running, you get a bit quicker and it just it's all it's all easy from there, isn't it? You can only yeah. make a bit of progress and, and get better and it's all it's all good fun. Yeah, I wish your progress um, stayed that consistent throughout. I think we'd all be sort of sub two hour marathon runners by now. That'd be the dream. But yeah, definitely no thoughts of marathons at that point. It was just about doing some form of exercise, um, getting introduced to the Redway runners and going from there, really. So your first marathon was London. So how did you pick that? Was that a charity spot or did you get tricked into applying? Or for someone who doesn't <laughs> want to run marathons, how do you end up standing at the start line in Greenwich? I think it was the first, in 2017, was the first time I'd watched the London Marathon, having been a bit of a runner. So I was like, oh, that looks all right. I'll, I'll put my name in for that I, I definitely didn't get in but then I did a charity place with Cats Protection um, committed to raising a couple of thousand pounds and yeah that was that was a really cool way of doing, doing the first marathon really um, so yeah I knew, I knew I'd got a place quite early on so I had plenty of time for the fundraising um, so as soon as I got married it was kind of like Okay, I need to start sort of getting some structure and, and working out what I'm doing to to run a marathon now. So it was it was pretty cool. 
I remember when I first, one of my first half marathons after getting married, I had to stop a few times. Um, couldn't sort of do that distance without stopping. Mm. So it was a good learning curve, definitely. And you had a proper coach, didn't you, for London? Yes. So I had a, um, I think it was the first year where Katie of now, well, clean coach Katie at the time, now of the running hub, mm-hmm. um, and Rudy of the treatment lab did like sponsored sponsored athlete programs. So they they chose me as one of their athletes. Um, so Katie did my training plan, and I got sort of looked after by Rudy for the for the physio side of things. Um, so yeah, really good structure, which was perfect for me because I had no idea what I was doing. So that all started off on the New Year's Day of 2018, where you do the the double park run, and yeah, it was really cool. Loved it. I mean, that must to a lot of people sound a bit like a dream getting to London for your first marathon, having a proper coach and sports massage, and yeah, yeah, everything's yeah. going well. That's why <laughs> everything's going well. Um, it was really, really fun training block. Um, I think we had all the weather possible during that training block. I remember one of our 20 milers, it was the Oakley 20, was, was cancelled because of snow at the back yeah. of March. And then uh, we all know that London that year was the hottest one ever. So it was, uh, it, it was a good so, so how, What was your target for London and what did you get in the end? I think I, I was very prepared with like A, B and C targets, which I probably should have done in Berlin, but I didn't. Um, so I knew on the day, um, you know, with that temperature and things, I was going to take it a bit more sensible. So um I can't remember what, what that pace was. I think the plan was like a three, three thirty maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I definitely didn't set off as quick as originally planned. And I remember the race, you know, seeing people walking way, way before halfway, mm. um, people collapsed at the side of the road. And it, it was crazy that people had gone out like just aggressive with that temperature. And I, think I was like just taking it all in. It was just a change, wasn't it? If it had been that hot for a month or so, people might have been a bit more prepared, but it literally overnight went from freezing to, yeah, probably the hottest April day in forever. <laughs> but, yeah, but, I, I didn't mind the weather. Like, I think because it was really hot, you've just got the streets were just lined with people and everyone was just, it was like a festival. There were so many bits where you just was just taken aback by the support, whether it was a guy on his balcony with a speaker or just, just the roar of the crowd and stuff. It was just awesome. So I suppose the cool advice you had is whatever time you got would have been a PB, and it's not like it's your, <laughs> your 15th marathon and you have to get a particular time or you feel you've wasted six months. That's it. Yeah, there's none of that pressure. It's just let's go see what our marathon's like. And yeah, like you say, the London marathon. and Yeah, it was it was crazy and what crazy did you get in the end for that it was three or just over 340 um with a bit of cramp at the end thrown in the mix which is yeah that's still ridiculously quick for a first mouse and i think the average london is sort of four and a half so you're still well up there yeah, it was good i didn't know what cramp was before that so <laughs> i got to experience the warning signs of cramp <laughs> It's really weird. You get like this really specific pin pinpoint pain in, in your calf. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I think my calf's going to go. And it, it's not that. It was just cramp. And then it just starts traveling up your leg into your quad. And, yeah, what do you good. do trying to leave it? Do you have salt tablets or anything? Or just 
grinning. I didn't know. I I did stop at the side of of like where they had a medical bit, and they like worked into the calf, um, or tried to. It, it it wasn't much give. And then at that point, you're like, think you're not going to finish, but you just you just carry on. You run for a bit, um, and the crowd keep you going. I remember they'd just be like outside the pubs guys would just be like cheering at you until you yeah. start running again uh, <laughs> they do that a lot don't they yeah so it's good I, I still love every second and of course when you when you go over the line it's just like pretty emotional out of nowhere and things like that so it's just really cool that's brilliant man so you did London and did you plan to do another one or was that the sort of box ticked or I don't think you plan, I think after, it was certainly in the immediate aftermath, you're like, well, I don't want to do that again. Because <laughs> that's hard. But yeah, things carried on quite well that year. I think I sort of broke 40 minutes for the 10K for the first time, yeah. not too far off for London. And training was going well. And then I can't remember the timing, but the, the ballot for, for Berlin opened up later that year for 2019. So you just chuck your name in for that and, and expect expect to get rejected and then got in that so that was kind of like so the next on one your to first do really. go, yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely I've been I think like I was eight or nine ballots for Berlin and never got in so yeah, yeah. <laughs> never mind <laughs> it's open at the minute isn't it so hopefully yeah I have put my name in again for more I'm, lucky. I'm used to it but there you go <laughs> yeah it was yeah I was surprised to get in. I don't know how many places they give like overseas, but quite a few of us got in, obviously. Cool, Matt man. got in as well, a few others. So how did you approach training then for Berlin for 2019? Similar or do anything different? You're obviously certainly getting quicker in the meantime. I think at the end of 18 was one of my first injuries. So that was the, the infamous um, big toe injury. <laughs> <laughs> and how um, do you injure just your big toe? I don't really, I, I remember doing a half marathon in Bedford um, and just in some Adidas, Adios or something like that. They were, and it was quite a firm underfoot, but I just could feel something in my big toe wasn't right. Like it was just like, it doesn't have the flexibility of the other one. And mm. it was just like this general ache from the area. And then it just got to the point where the, sort of the whole ball of my foot was just like hurting. So it was a bit of a weird one. So, um, I mean, Berlin's normally, normally around this time of year, isn't it, still, because it doesn't move much, so you're still a long way off then, so. So, yeah, I think I spent a lot of the, the back of 2018 just sort of recovering from, from the injury and then wanted to get back to it, so I just signed up for another plan with, well, not a plan, like like monthly coaching with, with Katie again, just to sort of get me back on track, really. So I think I was on plan again from the 1st of January 19 all the way up to Berlin. So it was, again, like it was the only thing I knew. So it was just good to get some structure and a plan together. And yeah, it's probably the best, best training I've had that year. It still is. <laughs> so how good did Berlin go in 2019? Uh, well, I went out there. Uh, I went out there to fill <laughs> my place because they make you. Yeah, I got injured like two or th about three weeks before the marathon. Oof. And what was the injury uh, that was, time? It was uh, to do with my hip flexors. So I had all the warning signs, but I thought it would be fine. Mm. So I kept going, kept going. Um, I remember when the injury first came, it was like it hurt 
when I when I was walking, but I was running absolutely fine and pain free. So I was like, well, that's okay because I'm going to run Berlin. So <laughs> it doesn't matter if it hurts a bit when I walk. And then, um, yeah, I just kept training, even though, like looking back, like I was pretty much in taper. I'd, I'd done my twenty miler, really good, really good twenty mile race at Draycott. Um And yeah, I just kept training. Like I went for, I got a park run PB whilst I still had this pain, just rocked up at the park run at Great Denham. About two seconds before it started, jumped out of the car, got a PB and then jogged on the cool down. I was like, yep, <laughs> it really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so annoying. But you just so, think it'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, everyone gets niggles, don't they? Kind of in that taper period. But I suppose there's none of the difference between a niggle and an actual injury that's going to stop you running it. That's it. And so eventually it got, it got, I was gonna say, when do you yeah, it got so bad that I couldn't there? even sort of replicate the motion of running. Like I would just Jesus. move the legs or open up the sort of running gate and it was just so painful. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> it and was, was pretty that, gutting. Yeah, was that decision you made or did you go and see Rudy or someone for a sports massage and get there? Yeah, I saw but... Rudy quite a bit. He he did some sort of like shock shockwave therapy and things on it, which... It helped at the time, but as, yeah, as soon as you went to, to jog one step, it was just so much pain um, that I knew. I knew there was no way. There was no way I was going to be able to do it. So you deferred Berlin, but you went out there anyway? Yes, they, they make you go out there to prove that you're injured. I didn't uh, realise that. I just thought you went out because yeah. you had flights and hotels booked and what in a weekend. <laughs> right. I didn't realise you basically went to prove it. Yeah, I had to go over there. They, you get your bib and your finishing t-shirt, which is awful. Oh, and then no. you have to take that to the medical tent to say, I'm sorry, I'm injured. Um, and did they take the finishing just... t-shirt and tear it in two in front of you or something? <laughs> <laughs> you, could still, you could still have it. But yeah, funnily enough, I didn't want it. Um, but it, it, was, it was a nice weekend. Like We knew a few, few Redway runners were there. Matt, who I trained with for most of the summer, was was running it, so we did a bit of sightseeing. Uh, and a nice weekend in the sunshine, or <laughs> yeah, and it absolutely chucked it down with rain for the race. <laughs> yeah, were you secretly a bit glad when you stood there under a canopy, not running in the rain, thinking, "Oh well." I was in shorts was. watching watching them watching the runners go past, and then yeah, the heavens opened. So I think, yeah. Mind you, I'd have preferred a bit of rain to. Yeah, to be so sad, to be obviously, fair. <laughs> that was your first fail, should we say, at Berlin then in 2019 as you uh, deferred. First DNS. So I presume you deferred to 2020. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and how did training for 2020 go? And when did you give up? I suppose is the question. 2020 was weird. I mean, I had another, uh, another of my infamous injuries at the start of 2020. Um, I think it was the toe again. So I was sort of doing a lot of um, road bike to pick that up in March to May. But I don't think anyone really thought major marathons were going to go ahead last year. I certainly didn't train as if it was going to go mm. ahead. So when it was officially deferred, I was I was quite pleased with, <laughs> with that one. When was I'd it been officially running, deferred, certainly... actually? Because like, London wasn't that oh, far honestly, out. June or July. June or July. Yeah, it was. I think it was. It's hard to remember, but yeah, I think it was quite clear. To so, had, had it been a yes, you'd have had sort of two months, I suppose, to get 
Oh, trying that it, for yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was still running okay. To be fair, I just haven't been doing the, haven't been doing the long runs. But it's that focus, isn't running. it? I think even this year, I think people got caught out with London, and that I didn't entirely yeah. think it was going to go ahead till probably six weeks ago or so. So yeah, yeah. it would have been hard to a proper training plan for that. So your second go at Berlin didn't happen due to a, a minor worldwide pandemic. So, so you got deferred again, or I suppose rolled over. Deferred again, yeah. I'm surprised yeah. they let me. <laughs> Third time lucky. So, uh, well, one, when did you actually think this was going to happen and how did you train for this one? Because you had much more success this time, didn't you? Yes, I, I think it was different in, I think, with the way the vaccine rollout and things like that were going on. There was a bit, a lot more optimism mm. this year than last year. Um, so I was always training this year, like it was going ahead. I always thought it would. Um, and yeah, it just had a bit of a score to settle with Berlin now. Like it's a bit of a rolling joke with <laughs> people I run with. So, oh, you, you're doing Berlin again. Okay. <laughs> um so, yeah, I was determined if it was going ahead that I would actually be there and not just to watch. So, yeah, training was a bit easier this time. Do you do any kind of practice events in the run-up? Because, again, we've been a bit patchy in Britain where some events have happened and some still haven't, so it's a bit... Yeah, I think I had ambitious plans, which I set in the winter of doing, like, a spring marathon, but not racing it, mm. and that would be good for Berlin, sort of break the fear of the distance, but... Yeah, I've been to that idea off. <laughs> and that was going to be my think, question. Yeah, then, with all this fun with not getting in Berlin, you didn't at any point think, let's do one that is in Britain and smaller and won't get cancelled? I should do. I, I, the plan was to do Boston, UK, but even then, I think my events in April were still uncertain in the UK, mm. and I think there was still a lot of uncertainty there. So I used that as a great reason to to not sign up. <laughs> And I had the big half booked and things were, you know, training was okay. So I just figured that'd be fine. Not the big half got deferred to to later in the year. So yeah, training was still a bit uncertain at that point, but were you on yeah, course for first... a target time based on what practice events you did do? Well, I had a practice, it was called the Reunion 5K. I think it was done by the London Marathon Company actually, which was held at oh, yeah. Kempton Park. And I had sort of lofty ambitions going into that race, thinking I might, I might be in good shape, but it, it was absolutely awful. It was on a race course, and it had like mats going over the race course, which was and load the turns. And it was one of those races where each mile is it's slower than the last mile. <laughs> nice. It wasn't even a bad time. It was like eighteen and a half minutes, but oh, shocking! Shocking. So I read. I actually just yeah. I'd kill for it. It was a bit now, rubbish, and I had some sweets for a couple of weeks and stopped training. So then when I got to like May and thought I really should get <laughs> get my stuff together, so I I went on a on a training plan and and sort of got back on it. Really, was that another one with KT or one you made up yourself or got off the internet or what? It was it was one with uh, Team Project Run. They're called. Um, yeah, very. <laughs> not heard of. Uh, not heard of them, but they were like, a, yeah, they they got a sort of big social media presence and, and got a few sort of coaches. Um, uh, yeah, loads of good credentials, and I just wanted to try something different. So all mm. I've known is self coaching and a plan with with Katie. So I just wanted to change it up, really, um, just to see see how that played out. So 
it was good. Um, very different to what I was used to. So lots of um, lots of the track work was all done off jog recovery. So there was no stopping and having a drink and, and all of that. It was just keep running, keep running, keep running. So I it was good. Recovery, they call it, isn't it? So yes. <laughs> Not great, but yeah, it, it was good. It was good to change up the training, which is, is what I wanted to do, really. And did you have a target in mind then for Berlin this time? So the main sort of site was the big half, which I did in 125, so about a minute outside of my PB. And it was another stupid, hot, humid race, which is all I seemed to get. <laughs> but 125 was a good time. Again, it was done with a reasonable uh, fade in the second half of the race. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a good time. Um, was I a good knew... Time, yeah. I wasn't in, it never felt like I was in as good a shape as 2019. So I, I didn't feel like a three hour was ever on the card. So I had in mind like a, like a 310, 315 sort of area would, would be sensible, sort of 710 pace, even sounds better than 650s. Everything about it sounds yeah. much more achievable. <laughs> I don't like any run we have to go somewhere to begin with a six. Well, there you go. Yeah, agree. So yeah, so, 710 felt like the right place to pitch pitch the marathon effort so you're all confident and then when did you fly out then to berlin so flew out on the friday so quite early friday morning um with my rescheduled ba flights <laughs> if we've got a lot of rescheduled flights i've got a spreadsheet of uh varying <laughs> hotels and flights vouchers and stuff it's a nightmare so um, sorting out a kind of hotel and accommodation stuff in Berlin, what do you go for? Because it's quite a fairly compact city, isn't it? Yeah, well, it was the luxury of, of going out for a sightseeing tour two years ago. I, mean, I picked a good hotel. It was really nice. So I just went for the same one called Hotel Palace Berlin. It was really central, loads of stuff in the area and crucially had a pool. So I was sort of all for it. It was just really, yes, really nice, really nice hotel. So. And given you've done all the sightseeing before, I suppose that's probably an advantage, isn't it? You're not doing that. I'm only going to come here the once. I'm going to have to look at Checkpoint Charlie and etc. That's it. I was I was doing it like a like a full time athlete try hard. I had the pool and the recovery and the massage guns and taking it all serious. And yeah, it was yeah, like you say, it's a it's. Even on the Friday, flying out and doing the expo, it, you feel pretty knackered after after that alone. Yeah. Um, What's the so expo like? Because I I always hate expos. I have to. Know, <laughs> and you've done uh, Berlin yeah, and London, expo. so you've seen uh, both of them. Yeah, you see, I'm the opposite. I really enjoyed the London Expo in 2018. There was like bowling and all sorts of stuff you could do. Um, <laughs> And the Berlin one obviously was a bit scaled down on the one that I got to uh, I suppose, yeah, enjoy in 2019, but they still had loads of um, loads of running brands there, street food, like so much race merchandise, which I must you know sucker for. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't mind the expo. It wasn't too bad. I, I saw a few things about massive queues at London, but it was other than having to sort of evidence that you're vaccinated a million times, it was, it was all right. Yeah, it was London was similar for that. Um, drop bags is a question. Obviously, London, a big issue this year. You have to drop your drop bag at the expo, etc. Berlin gives you the option, doesn't it, of a drop bag or a poncho from when I looked in the ballot. That's it, yeah. 
I picked drop bag, but I, I, I didn't bother doing it in the end. Like I looked at the hotel and I was about 3k from the finish. Um, so I was like, and, and as you know, I'm not really an early, early riser. So I, I just decided to not bother with the morning and just sort of take the tube to the start and not have to faff around getting there like two hours before and worry about the bag drop. So yeah, I mean, I thought, yeah. you know, I, I, London this year was a bit easier and that you just had to go for a wee and then get in your pen. It, you, you do appreciate sometimes not having a bag drop, but it's just a bit of hassle when you've got a drop of the day before. Yeah, I thought it'd be a hassle, yeah. So it was it was quite a nice way of doing it. Like like you say, I got to the start pen maybe five, ten minutes before before the start, so it was pretty, pretty easy. Um, and the day before they have the um, uh, roller skating marathon, don't they? Did you go and watch that or not bothered and stayed in your hotel? I didn't. Like I was elite athlete. I was, yeah, I was hibernating. I was in the pool and yeah. Well, I saw it obviously two years ago anyway, so that was my excuse. Oh. I'm sure it was great there. <laughs> so what time uh, does it all kick off then, Berlin? Because normally like London's a- normally about 10 o'clock, isn't it? Obviously it's a bit different this year, but... I think it was nine nine fifteen was was the start, and it was um, you have a wave. Um, so I, they still had my time from two years ago for a half marathon of one twenty four, which I used rather than my marathon time. So they think I'm sort of capable over long distances based on that. So I got a nice fast start wave of, of wave C, which I think was around the three hour people. Um, so yeah, that that was fine. But really, it's like I think A to H. They're all essentially just all on the same road, just further back in different wow. pens. So um, I think it's only from maybe F onwards you get a different start time entirely. One thing I've got to ask, actually, you know, with French races, you always need a letter from your doctor. Did you need that for Berlin or not? Or is it just a bit like Britain, you just sign off to say you won't sue them if you die? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Right. <laughs> Much better approach. That really easier. puts me off in France because, yeah, it's quite hard to get a point with your doctor at the moment. So you weren't worried that you were going to be passed a lot being in a pen that's potentially a bit faster than you currently are or you'd be tempted to run off at three-hour pace and die on your ass. I was definitely not tempted to do that, but I did start <laughs> towards... I was at the sort of the, the, the back of the sea pen, so not with the full, full elite, so to speak. So fine. it was fine. Like with all marathons, when you get started, there's some people that you wonder how, how they got in there because they definitely weren't running three <laughs> three hour or or four hour pace, but they they, they, they seem to get into every race. Right. Is it quite a congested course compared to say London? Uh, it didn't feel too congested. I think there was only about twenty five thousand in Berlin, so I think that's a bit less than usual. And they start like two sides of the road essentially two different courses a bit like London at the start and then you merge at some point but I never really noticed any congestion um I was trying to stand the blue line all keen at the start when you've got capacity <laughs> to think of these things I think the fact that you can see the blue line at the start is really different you know I'm not sure in London you can see the blue line until about mile four or yeah five, to be honest yeah I don't remember seeing anything in London but yeah it was quite quite easy to follow on course and what's the course like then is it pretty flat is it anything exciting to look at or is it just like running around a big metropolitan city it was supremely flat yeah like i didn't notice a thing i remember seeing the course elevation and there was there was meant to be a hill somewhere um but yeah it never arrived it was just brilliant lovely lovely flat. Oh. 
Are the crowds as good as London? Or oh, I suppose this year it's probably a bit of bit subdued anyway. The crowds are better than I thought. I think because we had, um, I haven't touched on the hilariously hot weather that we had on the day out of nowhere. Good point, actually, um, yeah. So you went out <laughs> and watched it in the rain two years previously. Didn't go the year previously. So the year you actually ran it, it was... It was really hot, yeah. So I looked at the weather before, like as we all do, and it said like it was cloudy and rainy in the days leading up to it and afterwards, but on the Sunday had 22 degrees and just a sun. And I was like, oh, that's fine, because it will probably change. Yeah. Looked a couple of days later, 23. A couple of days later, 24. <laughs> um, and I got a text from from Nev, Neville Rolls, mm. um, I think just I was flying out and he said, well, good luck. At least it won't be like that God awful London marathon and 24 degrees. And I was like, well, actually, no. <laughs> that's exactly what it's going to be like. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't. That's the one thing I didn't want is a is a stupid hot day. Uh, and that's what we got. So, Well, there's some there people always get bad weather. You're the opposite then. So, yeah, if you're running a marathon the same day as me, then <laughs> expect to get sunburned. Yeah, exactly that. So, yeah, so the crowds are pretty good, and I presume because they're all out in shorts and t shirts enjoying a beautiful yeah. day while you're sweating past. Basically, crowds are really good. Um, probably, I mean, London was a while ago, but probably not quite as good as London, but that that's just my memory of it, I think, because that was my first one. But yeah. I think it was probably a bit louder in London, but still in Berlin, it was, it was really good. I can't remember there being any any quiet bits, really. So you were aiming, you were saying about sort of seven ten ish pace or something around that, were you? Yep, that, that was. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go? Well, I remember the first five k. I didn't feel that great, really. It was quite, you know, you could feel the sun beating down on you. But I just just carried on, and then between uh, five and twenty k, I felt really good, obscenely good. I was having a great time. Like I was just smiling and the pace was good. Some miles were a bit quick and it was fine. I had I wasn't looking too much at the watch, but I had I knew kind of the splits every 5k as well. So yeah, everything was was going was going great. And then it got to I can't remember when, it probably only like 30k. And I was like, well, I definitely don't feel great anymore. <laughs> I thought no one really feels great at 30k of a mouse and do you? Yeah. No. And then you just, the miles tick by and then suddenly you're like, okay, well, I'm going a bit slower. Okay, that's fine. Um, and then I felt that thing, pain I've only had once before, which is that familiar pinpoint feeling in my left calf. And I was like, shit. <laughs> this is cramp again i i've only had this once before in my only other marathon nice. um but you don't get it immediately that's like the the first sign i don't know if that's a normal sign of cramp um but yeah i knew what it was and i'd already planned i'd already had my salt tablets i was taking them every five miles so i was glad that that was a waste, waste of time <laughs> i was gonna say did you um, have salt tablets today but yeah apparently not so apparently not um but it was cups um and cups never helped so that was the there was no the water bottles it was all done in cups so whether that sort of hindered or not i'm not sure because you do yeah. end up wearing it a bit on your face it's but very a lot european of... <laughs> to have cups isn't it and i've never quite worked out how to get it in my face rather than down my face but 
especially on a hot day. There was loads of water, loads of drink stations. Um, they even had the the try hard drink mix, the Mortine that I that I used in trainings. So that was also in cups, so I was I was doing that, and again, sort of wearing that sort of sugar drink on my face as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't get cramp that that early on. That was just sort of the warning. So I just tried to keep going, tried to slow it down a bit and, and delay the inevitable. Mm. Um, still felt fine, but the pace was dropping off quite a bit at that point, closer to, you just got slower into the sevens and then suddenly you're sort of almost eight minute miling. Um, and yeah, it wasn't until probably 37, 38 K where my leg just fully sort of locked up and you have mm-hmm. to have to stop. And how do you mentally take that? Because obviously you, you know, you've got a uh, PB in mind and a time in mind, and there you are stood at the side, hugging the barrier, crying. Yeah, well, I think it was more like the middle of a bridge when I stopped, <laughs> and there was actually, um, yeah, like a TV camera. I remember it quite early on uh, on the right hand side of the road, sort of gesturing me to come over, and I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a bad enough time as it is. I don't want to go on TV. And, That'd be you know, great, wouldn't it? The English man came on and swore all over <laughs> national telly. <laughs> uh, so that was it, it. Was it was tough? I mean, yeah. There's nothing harder than than having to walk. Um, like we all had to do when we first started running. But yeah, when you've got a time mm. in mind, um, it's pretty rough and even though it's not that far from the end, it just feels like so far when, when you, when you just walk in. Yeah. Um, and I remember, yeah, the three, three hour 15 pacer overtook me and I was like, Oh, I didn't know I was ahead of that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a good um, point because London didn't have paces this year because they're worried about crowd kind of grouping around and runners grouping, but obviously Berlin were decided they were fine with that. I think. So. Yeah. I don't think, I think that was too, too many I mean such a group at the start I think some pace grouping isn't mm. isn't going to be too bad but yeah they had pace I think they had three three hour three fifteen to be early I don't think they had any more and so three fifteen yeah. jogged past you and you uh... <laughs> yeah as I was I think I was jogging at that point I don't know but yeah there's not much you can do with cramp you just have to sort of walk it off and then mm. then run for a bit and then walk for a bit so it was tough um, I did have my phone with me, which I, I never usually do, but where I sort of got rid of the bag drop, I thought it was just sensible to have my phone with me. Um, so I remember at one point when I was walking, I looked at my phone and I had messages from my wife and friends and it was just, yeah, it was actually really helpful. Um, one of the messages from my wife, I mean, she, she's not a runner, she doesn't like running, but she was like, it's less than a shitty, shitty part run to go. And I, just made me laugh that is I've got like 1.2 miles to go yeah get on with it um it was tough but I think I knew at that point I think three hours 20 had long gone um but 330 if I didn't sort of keep run walking would be would be gone as well so I definitely didn't want to fall outside of that so that sort of I knew if I just kept running as much as I could, three thirty would be would be fine. So that was kind of the, the motivator, I suppose. So you pushed on, and what did you get finally in the end? So I came in at three hours twenty six. So it's, it's a good time, you know. It's still a fifteen minute PB. Um, well, exactly, that's a big jump, really. You, you can't do anything about about the weather and things. And crucially, I ran from you know the Brandenburg Gate all the way to the finish, which was really hard to do. 
because the cramp was getting pretty bad. I was just sort of shouting at myself to keep going. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was it was nice to kind of try and put on some form of respectable spring finish. <laughs> so looking back, are you happy with the time you got? I mean, you were doing well apart from the cramp, but obviously it's still a yeah, bit. I think there's not much more I could have done. I think there's always things you look back on and go, well, could I have done more strength mm. work and things like that? Um, but yeah, I was very happy with the time given given the conditions and things. So I think it's only my second marathon and London was like three and a half years ago. So it was a big sure. deal at the big time. Gap, yeah. I mean, it was still emotional at the finish. It was even emotional at the start, you know, just to be doing a big a big event again and um yeah, well, yeah, to some extent, doing any races done. at the minute is still a bit exciting, isn't it? After 18 months of everything being up in the air, Absolutely. even park runs quite exciting to actually stand on park <laughs> run, isn't it? Never mind uh, standing in Berlin. So, you finished it then. So, what's your plans now? Are you looking at doing more majors or more marathons, or are you sick to death of getting cramp at mile 22? <laughs> I am sick to death of getting cramp. I don't know whether it's just been the hot weather or just something I need to work on. So we'll, we'll try and do a bit more, but no more major marathon. Well, I say that I'm doing London next year. So I, I managed to get in the ballot this year oh, for nice. London. Didn't really fancy it a week after Berlin. So <laughs> fair point. We'll, <laughs> we'll do that next year. Um, crucially, I've not been injured this year. I know that's, I don't want to tempt fate. It's one of the only years I can remember I've not been injured yet. So the plan is just to keep that going um and yeah just be sensible for a few weeks and then go from there i'm not sure whether i can fathom cross country yet or not it's usually a, a bit of a laugh to do maybe one the, the first one's in about a week isn't it i think it's the local yeah road, oxford yeah. with the, the, the hill <laughs> yeah, i've not done that one but <laughs> oh are you going to do it possibly it seems a long way to go oxford for a short one so i'm not really I like it doesn't more... seem too short when, when <laughs> <laughs> The hill makes Brick Hill seem um seem like a, a bit of a mound. So you're basically targeting London next year, and have you got is it too early to set a target for that, or is it just you want to get quicker again? Yeah, I'd like to. I mean, I'd like to run a marathon and not not have to go through the whole whole cramp and stopping mm. and and just feel like I've, I've ran the whole thing. Um, it would be nice to get to get under three or as as lower three as I can get and just keep keep moving forward I suppose the short stuff comes easier to me so I know I can can do the 5k's and the half marathons and, and stuff and no problem but obviously marathons the thing that it's got so many variables it would be good to good oh, to right. conquer it or feel like I've conquered it I mean you've got obviously London is October again next year so you've basically got a full year of you to train for it so yeah I think dead. again there's early talk of of maybe doing a spring marathon, but I'll, I'll be cautious in my <laughs> plans for that. I know if you've been in Manchester, good. but I'm not sure how long that is next year. It always varies. <laughs> is that back in the spring? It is year? back in the spring, yeah. It's it's the same it's day as the London Landmarks half. I just looked the other day and I'm already in for a postponed half marathon then, so I'm a bit stuck on which one to do at the minute. Yeah, it'd be good to do. It would be, I like, I like the idea of doing it because 
when you have your goal pace at seven tens and then you end up with cramp and walking and end up at seven forties, you're yeah. like, well, how would I have done if I just ran somewhere in between? You know, so you steer me on Keynes because I'm pacing four hours. So that way, if you have really bad cramp when I catch you up, I can absolutely rip it out of you. <laughs> Because oh, no. for lunch I think I could run a Milton Keynes marathon. <laughs> <That's brilliant. laughs> Too many twists. Insight twists, yeah, we'll give you that. Cool. And any advice for anyone either looking to do Berlin or that's lucky enough to have a charity spot or deferred spot for next year, other than not to get crazy? Yeah, I would, I would, if you've, <laughs> if you've not signed up, I think the ballot's open at the minute, I, w- I would definitely sign up as someone that, that got in first time. Yeah. You know, why not? It was, it was fantastic to do nice little mini break it's it's it was really easy to to do everything there and yeah definitely recommend it um absolutely it's reasonably well priced as well compared to london it looks expensive doesn't it but compared to stuff like new york it's i think for 110 yeah. euros something like that i can't remember exactly what they quote but absolutely i think you can do it reason on a reasonable budget um and likewise if you want to make a nicer weekend of it the hotel i stayed at was was, was really good um there was never anyone in the pool. It was just nice and quiet. And I hear there's a lot of health spas and stuff in Berlin as well. <laughs> I hear this. <laughs> there is a lovely um, textile-free facilities available. <laughs> <laughs> who who would book a uh, naked spa on holiday? Huh? My wife, actually. <laughs> but she didn't know it was naked spa at the time. Oh, brilliant. Oh, how we all laughed at that, but there you go. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on. And if anyone wants to follow your exploits and training, etc., you're on Twitter, Instagram. Just uh just Instagram, um, where you can find running pictures and pictures of my my cats mainly. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Not much in between. Um, which is just my name, Ben Mans, I think is my Instagram name. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on and yeah, best of luck in the year's time for London. Thank you very much. Eins, zwei, drei. Thanks to Ben for coming on there. Berlin is definitely one I want to do if I ever get lucky in the ballot. I think I've entered now about the last seven or eight years. Always get the rejection. I have a lot more success with the London ballot for some reason, but yeah, one day I hope to get lucky and run Berlin. Failing that, I might just try and get quick and get enough speed to get a qualification time coming up i've got a london marathon interview with clubmate bex to hear how she got on there and then after that what will be second part of the interview with lauren talking about the mds hope to talk to her as soon after she gets back as possible as you might well have seen from social media it's been a particularly difficult mds this year dropout rates of about 50% and the temperature's just been unreal. I think it's sort of hit the low 50s on occasion. Lauren is still in it. It's the final day and she's uh, done well enough actually to set off with the late start. So she's not just hanging on in there. She's doing ridiculously well. So be good to hear how she got on. Until next time, goodbye. Game over.